We are Irresistible, a community of practice in collective healing and social change. Because our commitment to justice and to our own lives is compelling, joyful, and irresistible. Together, we celebrate the many traditions of movement leaders, cultural workers, and spiritual teachers who remind us to embody the liberation we are pursuing and who show us that our movements for justice can and must be expansive, vibrant, and alive. Because we are so much more than resistance. We are irresistible. Hey everybody, greetings to you as we endure this pandemic together. I'm your host, Kate Werning, and I'm coming to you from rural Wisconsin, safely practicing social distancing in the region of my family. And we have some sweet announcements and new offerings for you this week as our world is changing so rapidly every single day. So this episode is a review of those offerings and an introduction to a new friend for you that hopefully will be a support and an option for engaging in community across distance during this time. So last week, in case you missed it, we launched our new name as a podcast and a project. It's Irresistible. And if you haven't heard the trailer yet, I highly recommend going back to listen. It's a little over four minutes long, and it contains the voices of so many incredible guests. If you were listening to Healing Justice Podcast for a while, you're going to recognize some of those voices. You can check out our whole new website that is super cute at irresistible.org. And we're excited to be finally sharing the full story with you of the rivers of inspiration and source for this name and more about the behind the scenes of our process, all the good things you can imagine. Um, And we're doing that on social media. You'll see photos from our process, some of the backstory, and we're posting about um, some of our movement teachers who brought us here, as well as through last week's episode, which is called Becoming Irresistible. You can listen to that or read the transcript to hear more about our roots. And honestly, if you're a part of this community or you've been following this name change process, it's kind of required listening. It's really foundational. It's like the 95 level uh, uh, kind of foundation or, or ground from which to engage the conversations here to start from a place of hearing story, to start from a place of reverence and honoring teachers and lineages, um, and also honoring and thanking the many community members that you don't always hear on the mic, but are um, busy busy working away in the beehive here, uh, swarming together, dipping in, dipping out, and bringing this collection of incredible movement and healing wisdom to you. So please go back and check it out in that Becoming Irresistible episode to hear more. So I'm here today with BJ Starr, who has been collaborating with us for a few months now, and I'm excited to introduce you to them to tell you about something new that is happening here that is all about adapting to this current moment and what our community needs right now. So, hey, BJ, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kate. Thanks for asking. How about you? I am doing well. We're sitting here connecting on a Saturday about this new invitation that um, 
that we we came up with just two days ago um, that's feeling really grounded and really right right now. So I feel uh, lucky to be offering this and also lucky to be introducing you to uh, our listeners and, and to our friends in this community for the first time. Um, so would love to hear a little bit more about who you are. I know you've been collaborating with us for the past couple of months um, and have been in kind of broader shared community for some time. But uh, would you let folks know a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, it's a real honor to have this opportunity to connect with the community in a new way. Um, my name is BJ Starr, and I am currently quarantined in a small town south of Vancouver, BC, called Delta. Um, I live in Seattle, and it's where I was born and raised. Um, into a family of Black folks who've been inhabiting land and community in the Northwest for the past seven or eight generations. So I'm, I'm really deeply rooted um, both sides of the mountain range in Washington State. And I grew up there as uh, a young person who was just wildly engaged with life and um, as many of us, um, black folks, queer folks, trans folks, um, as I got older, began to be impacted by the systems of oppression that were deeply ingrained in my city. So um, by the time I was a teenager, I was a very rebellious teenager and hadn't learned the language of organizing um, or of resistance or of revolution but I definitely resonated with the language of rebellion. So um, I, was, <laughs> I was quite a rebellious one. And um, honestly, my rebellion was my way of kind of escaping the pain of the times that, that I was in, of the sexism, the, the homophobia, the racism, white supremacy that I was experiencing. And for quite a few years, I just became a master escapist until for the first time mm. I found myself in a circle with peers who were facilitated by these incredible facilitators who really helped us access, for, for many of us for the first time, um, the pain that we had been running from, also helped us deepen our analysis of the systems that impacted us in our communities and start to channel um, our life force towards real, real solutions. So I was real fascinated by the power of facilitation of holding space, of crafting process and, um, and empowerment in a way, in ways that brought people more deeply into their own power. And I've been facilitating for the last decade because of that very first circle that I sat in. And I'm a member of the Wildfire Project right now. I've been with that incredible mm -hmm. team for the last couple of years. And um, previously, I've been doing a lot of work with various frontline organizations, youth um, led organizations, environmental justice orgs, just work, working to really strengthen our groups um, and bring more power to the people. So that's a little bit about me. Mm. And will you tell folks a little bit about the conversation that we had just a couple days ago and feeling into in this time of so much shifting? Um, thinking about what we're hearing in our community in terms of need uh, and, and what, yeah, what people are looking for right now. 
Yeah. Well, you and I were chatting, and the question that you asked me was, what have I been hearing that that people are needing, mm-hmm. that our people are needing? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you know this about me yet, but one of my favorite things to do is to listen. So after you asked that question, mm-hmm. I, I did a little bit of a, like a listening tour <laughs> uh, virtually and started to connect with a lot of our people and see, you know, how are our needs for community and connection and care and intimacy, um, our needs for release um, being met right now in this time of quarantine, uh, mutual aid, rapid response, uncertainty, crisis. Um, For many of us, the crisis is not new. We've been navigating crisis after crisis. Um, And so some folks had many ways that they're currently getting those needs met, that they have been kind of tried and true over the years. But there's a new level um, to this this crisis. And so what I also got to hear after speaking with you was ways that folks are still um, just needing support and wanting to feel like they can... uh, be held by community and also hold community beyond the and the material ways that we're supporting each other, but like how we still take care of our spirits and how we still take care of uh, our psychological well-being, our emotional well-being in this time. So um, you and I, as we were talking about it, started to think up this this circle that we could hold weekly, where folks can just opt in to join. Um, and that really excited me. As soon as you started talking about it, I was like, yo, that's my jam, Kate. Yeah, like I'm ready. So, um, <laughs> and um, that same sort of initial excitement, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally there for here for that, um, is what I heard throughout the community as I um, shared this idea with them. So it feels like we, we tapped into something that a lot of other people are feeling and um, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to to share it. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, we are very, very lucky that BJ is going to be joining us for a whole series of what we're calling Irresistible Care Circles, um, a life-giving virtual gathering place for connection and care in this time. And we're going to be kicking them off in just a couple days, starting on March 26th. They're going to happen on Thursday evenings for one hour on Zoom. It's all free. All are welcome. Uh, you can join via phone or via your computer. And uh, I am really excited about some of the activities that are going to be happening here because I've been invited to and have signed up for many beautiful and brilliant things in the past week that are happening on Zoom now, Um, an Equinox celebration um, from INE Institute, daily check-ins with Sacred Design Lab at noon that involves some, uh, some readings and reflection, a contemplative prayer circle in the evenings. I mean, our people are doing incredible things. The place where I, I have the, the honor of uh, being a healing practitioner in Brooklyn, Third Root Community Health Center has moved all their yoga classes online. Like there's so I could spend a million hours a day on Zoom, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and a lot of those hours could even be in like beautiful, enriching community space. Um, but one of the things that excites me a lot about what you are talking about offering is actually using the space really spaciously. Like 
not over-programming it, not giving people a bunch of homework, but that it really is a gentle kind of come as you are space. And so would you share with people a little bit like what could they expect if they show up to one of these circles? Yeah, absolutely. I think for some folks um, who I'm thinking of, of my aunt, um, some of my closest friends, some of my comrades, uh, for some folks that we're experiencing like our work decreasing and much more free time than we're used to. And for, for those folks, there's been a lot of opportunity to connect FaceTime, like you said, there's just so many things going on. Like Netflix also just started this whole Netflix party series mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. have been taking advantage of that, you know. And I think this is a space that allows for us to um, make a little bit more meaning about what's going on for us right now. It's a space to be in joyful connection, um, but also a space to slow down for those who may not already have those opportunities, those who are like maintaining the rapid response efforts, those who are um, having to kind of double their work in these times, this is gonna be a space to also slow down and release um, some of what we're carrying. The kinds of activities that I chatted with folks about over the last couple of days have been things like breath work and things like um, creative writing and things that allow for us to kind of process what our bodies are holding and going through without having to necessarily keep talking about it all um, and verbalizing it all. But things that bring us into mm -hmm. the present moment and maybe also allow for us to focus on uh, what is well in these, mo in these times. This being mm -hmm. a huge crisis means that um, there's no shortage of things to be anxious, fearful, sad, hurt about. And so this is a space where we can honor some of those feelings and that, that reality. And there's also an incredible wealth of things that are happening that we know should have been happening for a long time. We're watching our ecosystem uh, regenerate just after capitalism slowing down for a week in ways that it has been unable to for decades. So it's also mm -hmm. a space for us to bring our attention to what's popping that um, is inspiring, is life-giving um, and connective for us. So, um, we're just still in the beginning of uh, inviting some guests to join us as well, but you can definitely expect there to be some songs to be sung, um, some stories to be shared, and ultimately just like really great energy and vibes that support your resilience. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. We were just talking about a couple of people who've been on the show before, maybe coming through as guests and leading song or leading space. Um, I think it's going to be really, really sweet. And so we're inviting folks to join us on Thursdays. Right now we're planning for a round that's going to last through the end of April, which gives us enough time to meet together six times and to really test out like what's working, what needs are being met, who needs this space, right? And then at the end of April to be able to reevaluate um, and consider how we move forward. But 
to sign up for those six sessions or to sign up just for the ones that you can come to, maybe you come to the first one and check it out, you can go to irresistible.org slash circle and all the information is there. So that's irresistible.org slash circle. Uh, anything else that you wanted to share about it, BJ, that you didn't get the chance to? No, I just want to emphasize that it everyone is welcome and that you do not have to commit to all of the sessions to join us. Um, come as you are when you can, and we're, we'll be there waiting for you. Mm. Thank you. Thanks for doing this with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Kate. So, community... Emma Zek says in their poem that they recently posted on Instagram, the same systems we see crumbling in society are being called to crumble in each of us individually. And I just want to remind you that during this time, we are all taking it day by day. Things are changing really rapidly and we really don't know what the future holds for us individually, for us collectively. We are so grateful to the many people working on rapid response campaigns and mutual aid that are literally saving lives and shaping our political future, which also saves lives right now. And also just sending you a lot of desire to have grace and patience with yourself and the people around you. It takes an enormous amount of energy to be this adaptive to change. And so if you're feeling like you should be doing more or should be doing better, give yourself some space for that crumbling to happen. Like the crumbling sounds very romantic, but the actual experience of the crumbling is really messy. Um, really messy. So give yourself some grace this week. If you need some resources to lean on, we make this podcast that has a bunch of practice resources for you. So you can find them all at irresistible.org slash podcast and use our category drop-down menu to select practices. And suddenly you will see dozens of options for ways that you can take good care of yourself, either things you can do alone, like meditations or a sacred bath or a singing exercise or journaling exercise. There are also collective exercises. So you could um, write and sing along with the peace poets um, from your living room with housemates or family. Um, you could map roles that are coming up during conflict uh, with one of the practices that might be surfacing in your home or in your organization at this time, there is so much resource there for you to lean on. So use that catalog to resource you and support you in this time. We also love what some of our friends are doing to collect back and reflect back the survival strategies that you are innovating in this time. We all learn from each other. And so loving what Yes Magazine is doing, if you go to their website, You'll see um, a call for people to leave comments and stories with 
uh, ways that you're cultivating resilience in this time at Yes Magazine, and also How to Survive the End of the World, the podcast from Adrienne Marie Brown and Autumn Brown, has put out a call for people to send in voice memos talking about your survival strategies in this time that they are going to curate into a series that will release next month. So check out How to Survive the End of the World if you have something you'd like to share there. We are also holding one other kind of convening this week, Sunday, March 29th. It is an altar building ceremony. So many of you know what that is. Actually, if you look back to practice number eight with Kara Page on the podcast about building a sacred space or an altar, you can learn all about it. And we're going to be doing it digitally. I have not experienced a digital altar build before, but am really excited to gather with hundreds of people from our community on Sunday night, March 29th, to build an altar together and to share a space of dedication and intention around our commitment to making our lives and our movements irresistible. And I don't think there's any more perfect time than now to be casting those spells and setting those intentions and reminding ourselves about what is vibrant and alive about our commitments. Yeah. So you can sign up for that at tinyurl.com slash our altar. We will have live captioning for accessibility, and we are so excited to be hosting B. Anderson, who was previously in an episode with us talking about liberating our voices as our ceremony lead for that ceremony. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram at Irresistible underscore movements, and Twitter at Hey Irresistible, where we're sharing all month about our sources and journey in becoming irresistible. Thank you to Zach Meyer at The Coal Room for audio production and Allison Thompson for social media. Irresistible Podcast is supported by Calliopeia Foundation, dedicated to reconnecting ecology, culture, and spirituality. You can learn more at calliopea.org. Hope to see you at a care circle this Thursday or our altar build on Sunday. Sending you love.